Hey! It's me, your pal Rory, here at Aww.net for another installment of the Aw Man Radio program. And that was Toring. Toring. Collapsed Mind was the name of the song. And I did a lot of digging around on Bandcamp this week. I didn't actually find a lot of good stuff. I found some good stuff, but that would have to be my favorite selection from the past week of stuff that I found. Which, in spite of the few good things I did find this week, it would still stand up to better weeks because it's really good. Um, so yeah, you can visit their Bandcamp page. There's one other song that they just put out with that. I guess you'd call it an EP or single or whatever. Uh, the other song is called This Is The End. And both of those were released as of, what is it, a couple days ago? January 29th. Yeah, there you go. And they're from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia to be precise. And uh, I guess that was one of the states that I had done some digging through recently, this week, maybe early last week, or late last week too. So I got a couple other things from Pennsylvania to come, uh, some things from Illinois, and then the rest just kind of all over the place. That's how it went. So other than that, I got a lot of stuff from Bandcamp I'm going to play. A bunch of things that I never played before, and then I was just digging through notes that I made. And I was like, oh yeah, that band and this band, and I should play stuff by them. So um, there's a lot of that. There's Zach, of course, coming by via conventional telephone for uh, I'm Allowed, midway point to the show. And, well, it's a whole set of songs about narcotics just after I talk to Zach. Or at least their titles pertain to narcotics. Some of them it's arguable as to whether or not the subject matter of the lyrics is actually tied in all that much to narcotics. But anyhow, you can figure that out for yourself. And I'll play some music, I think. I think that's a sensible thing to do right now. Uh, next is Buck Griffin watching the 710 roll by. This is put out in 1956 on a single by MMG. What'll I do with my baby grease Sit watch the 710 roll by. What'll I do if my baby leaves me? Cry and watch a 710 roll by. Takes my money. Sit, what's a seven-ten roll by? What I do, cause it ain't the funny. Sit, what's a seven-ten roll by? Train. 
What'll I do when she gets to mother? Sitting watch a seven-ten roll by. What'll I do when she finds another? Crying watch a seven-ten roll by.
Listen, I've got to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes me.
That was not for you. The song is called Look Quiet. And they put that out in 2019 themselves. I.e. it was a self-release. So yeah, before that, Chronic Anxiety Big Slam from a split they did with Dialer. That came out also in 2019 by labels Bunny Cat and SRA. Also her Crisis on TV from a compilation of almost everything they did, or maybe it's everything. Something like that. Um, at least in their original incarnation before Tony Wakeford reformed the band in the past couple of years. So that's all their, you know, whatever classic stuff, I guess you could say. So that, that's called Holocaust Hymns is the name of that uh, release. It was put out by A-Pop in 2005. I was looking at the notes for that. And that particular song, which is, what, I don't know, whatever, track 21, I think, on the, track 20 on the CD. And it says in the notes, tracks 20 to 23 recorded live, 1979, remixed 1995. So, that's a pretty darn impressive live recording. And, I don't know, it sounds more like studio than live. I'd like to know more about what that's all about. I don't know how easily that information can be found. Anyway, um, before that, Pleasure Leftists, Future Fights. This just came out as a self-release job as part of the EPs of PL, it's called, which is described on their Bandcamp page as our two 12-inch EPs from 2011 and 2013 remastered in 2020 so yeah the official release or re-release date for that was September 4th according to their uh, Bandcamp page then it was photo form I know you're charming from their part time punks session released in 2019 started it with Buck Griffin watching the 710 roll by from a 1956 MGM single Got another recent find through Bandcamp from this week that I was pretty fond of. This just came out. It's by Kura. They're from Los Angeles. And what was it? January 26th. That's when this came out. The song I will play is called Destroyer. The title of the album, it's a self-titled thing. Yeah, that's right. And they self-released this as well. So there you go.
you to meet my colleague, Dr. Hamilton. And I'd like you to get the fuck out of here. Oh, it's all get right. out of here.
All right. That was Arima from Spain. The song was called Mugak. I think that's the first band I've ever played where they sing in the Basque language. That's kind of neat. So that was put out within the context of an EP called Metamorphosis, which appeared in 2019. And as far as I can tell, it's a self-release thing. Uh, Fugitive Bubble before that. Silver Spoon, put out by Stucco. Stucco last year on an EP self-titled EP alright what else I don't know where they're based actually I was just looking at it says that instruments record reel to reel mixed at Chapel of Crimes Olympia by Peace Node so that's where Stucco is as well Olympia, Olympia Washington but then it says vocals recorded by Ben Jones at the Void in New York so I don't know if they have like somebody in New York and then rest of the band in Olympia or is it just a one-off thing it's a mystery but the EP is good anyway um, what else Rita Pavone La Zanzara from an RCA single put out in 1966 title translates to The Mosquito you might have uh, guessed that based on the sort of little buzzing in and out start finish intro Outro. It's so funny when people call stuff an outro. It's an outroduction. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so anyway, before that, Les Mexiques de l'Universe. Colvac was the song. Came out last year through my own private records on an album called uh, Section Unique Tweet. Before that, Los Opson via Submarino was that kind of melancholic song with the bubbles in the background. I like that. Um, they had an album out on which this was sourced, or from which this was sourced, I guess. Le Guerron Los Opson. Yeah, something like that. And that came out in 1963 by Echo, and then started it with. Kura Destroyer from their self-titled release that came out very, very recently. Oh, well. Sure is snowing outside here in Prague, and all i got to say about that is... No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir. Makes it difficult for me to get outside and get some exercise, which is, you know, one of the few things that somebody can do these days that's not in their own house. Um... So yeah, it'll be nice and slippery out for me. And it's supposed to get really cold here too over the next week. So I don't know. Hopefully that translates into many more hours of band camp searching for your benefit and mine. So hope for. And I'm going to play something else that's a band camp find right now. This is Incomplete by the band Drill. Found on This Is Not A dot dot dot. Drill, put out in 2019 as a self-released item. 
Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. It's on a Where's the hammer? It's on a is it on the... Go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Call fucking Phil Griffin. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the goddamn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there. Or out there somewhere. Fucking out of control shit.
Deppner Son from what's the name of that record? Uh, Honey came out in 2019 through Constellation. Then Joanne Touchstone walks softly from 2000 or no, from 1964. Ah! Um, and that was put out as a single on Soundstage Records. Our buddy Buddy Huey before that with a memory fit. Released in 1966 by Chart. Then it was Adetrix. Chelsea, Tell Me I'm Bad is the record that's found on, which just came out yesterday, I think. Uh, yeah. And Exploding in Sound released that. 
than the Crawling Chaos, or Crawling Chaos, depending on your mood. Curling Sandwiches from the album Wack Has, put out in 1985 by Fetus Products, and started things with another band from Pennsylvania. It was Drill, Incomplete, from This Is Not A, released by the band in 2019. And you know something? I bet you do. It's time for Zach. I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. The mayor of Prague on the line. <laughs> All for you, buddy. What's it like? What's uh, it like to rule over Prague with an iron fist, baby? My first mandate is to clean up all the dog shit in the city. That's priority number one. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna take a concerted effort, eh? It really will. Yeah, that's that's not <laughs> a small task. They've tried. They, uh, I think I might have mentioned it before. They have like dog shit bags all over the place here, but people still don't use them. I stepped in a big, a big blob of it yesterday. Not yesterday. I think it was two days ago. But the good news is it was a really smushed up blob of it, and then it was already kind of like damp outside, so it it kind of slid off the boot really quickly. So you know. And it was also in a place where there weren't a lot of grooves on the bottom of the boot. So, you know, when you get stuff stuck in the, the treads of a boot or the, wherever there's just like a lot of like little indentations and stuff, then you're fucking finished, man. You got to do a lot of cleaning to get <laughs> the dog shit out of there. But it really worked out in my favor. I've stepped on a lot of dog shit over the years, and that was probably the, the least bothersome occasion for it. Yeah, when you're wearing boots, that's when you're really in trouble. Yep. You know, it's like tennis shoes, you can kind of get them out of the grooves a lot easier. But if you're wearing boots and step in them, boy, oh boy, you're toast. I mean, you're, you're a goner after that. But <laughs> yeah. sounds like you had the... Sounds like you had the... The most fortunate... <laughs> I dropped my phone. You had, you had like the most fortunate possible experience you could have with it. Yeah, I think Zeus was smiling on me that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say Zeus is is in control of of, uh, of of dog shit accidents. I'd say that's <laughs> in his purview. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's probably some lesser god who's more specifically inclined to look after that stuff, but Zeus being the you know the main god overall, he's he's got a hand in that whole domain too. Probably a pretty big hand, actually. He's got to know that that's one of the worst things that can happen to a human. Yeah. When you he know, like he, he, he's got to oversee that himself. <laughs> he does. Yeah. It's a form of retribution. And then also when you have an experience like mine, it's uh, maybe a conciliatory gesture. You know, I could have let you yeah. have this big pile of dog shit all over you, but I'm, I'm going to let it just brush off, you know, like it never happened. You've been a good boy, Rory. Here's your here's your reward. <laughs> you've you've pleased you've pleased you've pleased the the gods, and for your for your uh, reward, you still have to step in dog shit, but it's not it's not going to be as bad as what it normally would be. You haven't been good enough to that we're going to allow you to avoid stepping in dog shit. It's a given. <laughs> You're going to do that, <laughs> yeah. but you know, uh, it's it's not going to be. You know, it's 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 not going to be a a prison planet type experience anyway. <laughs> no, 
And that's why I say more of a... thanks, Big Z. And I guess you could be Big Z too. I was just thinking about it as I said it. But... <laughs> yeah, I kind of remind myself a lot of Zeus. Yeah. I put myself in the mind in, in in the mind of Zeus. I mean, my daughter popped out of my head, so that's <laughs> something that makes me makes it pretty similar. Makes me pretty similar, you yeah. know, like Athena. Just my daughter, whose name is Athena, just kind of popped out of my head. So, um, well, there you go. And Greeks tend to that's, worship you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I can't I can't go, I can't go in that uh, I can't go in that country without. Uh, Without being mobbed, <laughs> yeah, yep. got some temples there. For, got some temples there for me. All that stuff, you know. That's that's a that's a once every five year type visit. You ever read up on? Uh, it's like I might have talked to you about this a long time ago. Uh, what's the name on it? Hellenic polytheistic reconstructivism. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a Wikipedia page on it and stuff. So you got a whole whole bunch more people after you than were probably after you 20 years ago. It's it's on the tick. It's it's on the rise. So <laughs> people are people are uh, finding some new skin for the old ceremony. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you can say that. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Wow. I, I had a uh, we had a. Um, Last night we had a uh, a listening party for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, the 1990 Cincinnati Reds album. Uh, a, a, a label in uh, New York City just reissued it. They put out some physical copies and then put out another electronic version of it on their on their Bandcamp as well. So I, I've never really done anything like that. We were we were listening with we were like in this Zoom call with people who actually liked the album a lot and. We were we would listen to a song and then talk about the song afterwards, and it was such a surreal. I was thinking like Rick and I were talking like we've never. I don't think either of us have ever really talked to a fan <laughs> before. It was <laughs> we basically just like have wandered around the world with our with with you know our our good buddies and just made no friends at all <laughs> and never interacted with anyone. <laughs> kind of like now. a gross. Until now, yeah, it's kind of like a gross oversimplification. I mean, I, t- I talk to people after shows. That's, I'm I'm making myself out to be a bigger asshole than what I am. But I mean, if you know, I'll I'll, I'll talk with people after shows and all that stuff. But this was kind of this was just a, such an unre- uh, an unusual experience. And this little uh, stoner kid came on, and uh, and he was he's um, just started kind of just started kind of making trouble from the beginning. And I just like I could feel my irritation level just rising immediately he's like yeah i can't wait till this album comes on so i can roast it <laughs> and uh all this stuff and then finally uh it was a zoom call and rick and i weren't showing our screens we had like the tape over the video because well i was in my underwear i want to you know it was it was kind of it was late at night it was like 11 p.m so i was i was in my underwear i wasn't going to turn my screen on or get out of my underwear that's that's underwear time Yep. Anyway, so he was he was haranguing us to he said, "Why don't why are you why won't you coward show your screen all this stuff?" This kid just kept going on and on, and finally, I just I just I just said to this kid, "Why don't you just shut your fucking mouth and listen to the goddamn record? We're all tired of hearing you." <laughs> <laughs> it was so fantastic and so effective. It worked like a charm. He was he it. 
took all the wind out of his sails. And from then on, he was he was he was very well behaved. It's remarkable sometimes that actually works. I mean, sometimes a lot of the time that won't do anything for anybody, but some people are just itching for that to happen. I guess I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was. I think he was just trying to see how far he could push us without this to see whether there's some people that are just like that. They want to they want to see how far they can push you, basically, and. uh I don't know. I mean, I try in my general day-to-day interactions, I try to just be pleasant and kind and thoughtful and gentle with people. That's how I prefer to be. But sometimes, you know, sometimes ferocity is necessary in this world. You know, it's like you, you, you can't let yourself be pushed around. You can't let people, you know, treat you poorly. I, I don't think I don't think that's a very wise way to live in this world. Yeah, sometimes you just got to put your foot down like I'm doing on the desk right now. <laughs> yeah, just like you, just like you did with that guy in Italy. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Think about that all the time. I, I, I probably told that story a hundred times. <laughs> if I've told it once, I've told it a hundred times. The story of you and that, you and that uh, deranged man in that, uh, in that train station in Italy. Yeah, well, he had, he deserved it. You know, he he was definitely <laughs> one of those types that was just just looking for somebody to like. Tell him where to go. So, and I think yeah. that's what it was too. I was like, "Get out of here!" It was a real Bugs Bunny yeah. move on my part. No, it was. I remember now what it was. I said to him, "Is hit the road." <laughs> yeah, so hit the road. Yeah, and that's what and just did. came. He did. Yeah, he left. <laughs> and that's it. Was there was no premeditation on my part to use that line. It was just what came out of my mouth. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, note to self, that works sometimes. <laughs> yes, when in Italy. I mean... When in Rome. Yeah, it, it was... <laughs> when in Rome. It was pretty stupid of him to be doing... I mean, he was messing with, you know, three adult men that are, you know, like, rel- we're all, like, relatively... You know, we're all in good health and relatively good... Sh- we were all in, like, younger and rel- in relatively good health and, you know, good shape, all that. And it was kind of a really stupid move on his part to... Like he kind of picked the wrong target in a lot of ways. It was really weird because, yeah, I mean, he was probably like in his mid sixties or something like that, and all kind of haggard looking and scraggly old hair and big old gut on him and stuff, and not really moving around too quickly. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really know what the end game was there. Like, what else was he hoping to happen? He's just yelling at us. Yeah. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know the story. <laughs> it was just we were in a train station, and then this this old guy was just kind of eyeing us, and then he came over, and he had some kind of pamphlet that he folded up, and he just whipped it into the uh, face of another friend of ours who was along with us. And then at that point, I was already kind of irritated based on other events throughout the day and days leading up to that. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, just started yelling at this guy, and he kind of took off. And we'd seen him around <laughs> later, and uh, he was still kind of eyeing us a bit, but he wouldn't say anything. So yeah, it worked yeah. well enough. Yeah. yeah, he was given because we had to stay in the same train station as him overnight. Yeah. More or less. It was like in the middle of the night we, were, we had to stay in this, in this, I don't remember where the train, somewhere in Italy, this train station that we had to like, stay because our train was coming at like, Oh, two or three in the morning, something like that. And he just—he was still there and still, yeah. He gave—he he gave us like the—he gave us the evil eye from across the, uh, from from across the um, platform, essentially. 
But yeah, he he didn't he didn't come back for round two anyway. <laughs> I don't understand what goes through some people's heads. Like we were just totally minding our own business. It wasn't like we were getting up to any trouble. We weren't on the booze or anything. We were just totally doing our own thing. And then this guy made it his mission to come over and start bothering us. So I, I yeah. don't understand how some stuff works. But uh, that's it. It was funny that he targeted Adam. It was really, it was like he he, he had focused on Adam, who was probably having the worst time of of, of all of us at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, it's like he, it's like he zeroed in on 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 Adam and just started. I mean, he was yelling like I guess in all of our general general directions. But yeah, he, he was focusing focusing his vitriol uh, primarily on on Adam and just like Adam was just totally aghast, like he didn't know how to respond at all i don't think you know i didn't really know what i didn't want to like start a big scene in the middle of that <laughs> you know yeah i didn't want to start a big scene in the middle of the the train station in the middle of the busy train station in the middle of the day <laughs> but um yeah I, I had i had a pretty wild experience the other night when i was walking in columbus i was walking after dark and uh, uh columbus after dark with zach coons continue yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is this is my night every single night. I, I do go for I do go for long walks, and I'm, and uh, uh, the girl I'm seeing lives. Uh, she she doesn't live too far away, like about a mile away. So I just walk over there, but it's through the, it kind of goes through a little bit of a, a a rough neighborhood. And I was walking under like under this uh, overpass, and like nestled in the corner were two uh, two folks who were I think smoking crack. That is what I could figure from what they were doing and uh the lady as i was passing by grabbed onto my uh coat and said here hit this and i just like ripped it's like i just ripped away from her and the guy started moving toward me like he was he was going to attack me so i like reared back like i was gonna have to like i was gonna knock him in the face and he like winced and went back but it was that was just about a really dangerous situation yeah, it was like an inch away by the sounds of it of some kind of violent occurrence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the, like, there's no re- recourse. So actually, so Eve has a uh, a taser. So I've been taking, <laughs> I've been, t- I'm gonna uh, after after dark, I'm gonna start taking the taser with me just to make sure that you know I'm kind of protected because I, it's it's terrible to like. I, I really enjoy walking after dark. It's been really snowy here. I love to take like I'd love to take walks in the dark, uh, you know, in the snow. I really enjoy that. It's and it's kind of like the train station. I'm just minding my own goddamn business. I just want to be left alone and enjoy my walk. And you know, the fact that I'm not able to, I, I find real, really irritating. But what are you going to do? Yep, it's like I was complaining. I don't know if you heard it earlier on about well. For me, if it gets too snowy, then I don't go out and walk because then it's too goddamn slippery. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's one of, the, one of the few things that's really left to do outside of the house these days. So it'd, it'd be a shame if they took that away from you, too, whoever they is. But, you know. If that, yeah, I know. Just people away. with <laughs> malcontents. Yeah. Like, yep. essentially, just malcontent, malcontents, you know. Uh, yeah, Eve actually got me these uh, spikes, like these spiked cleats for my boots. So I'm able to walk in the like ice, ice and snow, and it, it they they work like a charm. Oh, yeah. they work really well. So I've still been I I I, I walk for, I walk 
I'm kind of, I can have the same walking schedule as you. I walk between five and ten miles a day. I think that's about what you do, something along those lines. Yeah, it is. I usually and, rotate between days and take one day off a week, so it's like six days a week doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, it's been really snowy here and really cold. Like today it's, well, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to say the temperature because I know it doesn't really relate, but it's, it's, just, it's very, very frigidly cold here. And so... You know, the ice melts a little bit and then, or the snow melts a little bit and then it's just total icy sidewalk. Yeah. And, uh, oh boy, that's, that is bad news when it's like that, you know. That's a great but idea. I was, I was wondering about that, how effective those cleats are. But if you say they're decent, then I should probably go obtain a pair for myself or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those cleats are, are phenomenal. Uh, and he, he found them for like they were like they were like seven bucks. They oh, were very wow. very inexpensive too. On top of it all, so yeah, uh, ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> I've been walking like these these sidewalks and streets here are just total ice right now, and uh, 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 I slipped and fell the other day and hurt my knees. So I had to take a couple of days off from walking because I. I went out and tried to walk into it anyway but then I, now that i've got these cleats i've just been tromping through it no problem at all so this this <laughs> this talk is actually a product placement for <laughs> for for uh snow boot cleats trying to bolster the cleat industry as, as whatever yeah. way we can <laughs> that's right yeah yep that's uh all man this this edition of all man brought to you by Kirkland snow snow boot cleats. <laughs> <laughs> is that the brand? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the actual the the, the proper. It's something like that though. It ends in land anyway. Okay. I think it's Kirkland. Yeah. Something like that. I'm sure I won't but, find the same brand here anyway. <laughs> that'd be wild, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it would if, be if you were to find the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say. I'd say any of them work pretty good. DIDs, these work very good. I was I, I was so pleasantly surprised. I wonder if they'd be any good, let's just say if you stepped in dog shit and preventing you from slipping on the dog shit. I've never had that happen. I think a, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a pretty fucking bad mess to clean up after that, but it'd be better, oh, yeah. better than falling in the dog shit. I've never had that happen, but <laughs> I've definitely, definitely slipped a bit when I've stepped in it and then been like, oh, man, well... Now I have to clean the dog shit off, but at least I didn't fall in it. That would be, yeah. there are results for that. There's like, there's this, I already see this Reddit thing. It's like, I was walking along pavement when I slipped on <laughs> dog shit, dot, dot, dot. So who knows what fate wow. befell that poor fella or, or woman there. <laughs> yeah. I think I could take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something I don't want to happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that really yeah. I, I you know I've never slipped in it. I've stepped in it plenty of times, but I never slipped. I will say this neighborhood people are actually pretty good about cleaning up after their dogs. I never I never see dog shit on the on the sidewalk. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Columbus does it. It's they people are really bad for throwing trash all over the place, but people do tend to clean up after their dogs. They they bring they bring bags with them and all that crap. <laughs> I I take trash over dog shit any day oh yeah trash is i mean i don't like it i wish people wouldn't litter it's really a, a destructive very stupid habit but you know it it definitely i i would i'd rather step on a uh on a used cheeto bag 
than <laughs> than step on a, a giant smashed up piece of dog shit any day of the week. Yep. Amen to that. What do you got going on today <laughs> other than not stepping in dog shit? Uh, Brit- uh, Brittany and I are going to the Serpent Mound. We're gonna go. We're gonna go for a, a, a cold weather hike. Uh, she's getting off work here in about thirty minutes or so, and so we're gonna go on a a cold weather hike, and we're gonna go make some mushroom soup at at this uh, at, at my friend's house up there. And we're gonna we're gonna spend the night up up in this like um, this this kind of haunted Victorian house from like the eighteen thirties. I've had, I've had so many wild experiences. They call this they call this place the uh, the alternate universe. So I had this. I'll, I I'll tell one quick story about this place. I have I have a lot of them. But do you, you think I have time for one quick one? Yeah, I'd say we can it's go. Wild, through, it's pretty wild. Go through this one and then probably wrap it up because we're at twenty minutes right now. But yeah, let's hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at one time I da- I was dating uh, Terry's or pardon me Tom's daughter who's he's the owner of the house. So I was dating his daughter and I was staying over there pretty often at this at this particular house. So she went down to cook uh, to cook dinner, and I was working on uh, writing or something like that. I had my back turned to the door and like looking out the window. Well, maybe I heard her tromp down the stairs, and maybe a half a thirty seconds later to a minute later, I heard rustling in the in the uh, closet that was across the room from me, and it was her, and she was rustling just like rustling like crazy going through this closet. And I said, Jess, what are you doing? What, what, what are you? I thought you were going to cook dinner. Why are you? What are you trying to find in the closet? She wouldn't say anything, and I, and I was getting like progressively more irritated. Like, why won't you talk to me? What's going on? What's, what are you looking for? Nothing. No reply. She didn't turn around. It just like it's like I wasn't talking at all. So finally, I just got irritated, and I just turned around, continued writing, and the rustling stopped. Uh, you know, I, I turned around one second later, the rustling stopped, and, and she's gone. So anyway, uh, Jess comes up about 30 minutes later uh, with the uh, with, with dinner, and I said, "Why didn't you Why didn't you uh, respond to me? What were you looking at? What were you looking for in the closet?" She said, "I I never was in the closet. What are you talking about?" I said, "Yeah, you were rustling around in your closet. You." You like knocked everything all around and were going through it like crazy. What were you looking for? She said, I was never in the closet. I'm telling you. I said, well, okay, let's take a look at the closet. I opened the closet door. Everything's in perfect order. It hadn't been gone through at all. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. Like an alternate alternate universe version of her. You know, like the the multiverse. (laughs) Jess came in that room and was rifling through that closet. And while current Jess was downstairs cooking dinner. That's that house that was I stayed in with you at that time, isn't it? What's that? That's the house I stayed. I went and visited you guys, and then you were... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can attest to that That's being right. a pretty spooky house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a, I had a bad night there when you, when you came. That's for sure. One of the worst nights of my life, I'd say. <laughs> well, we had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> what's my fault? I hope. <laughs> but, but yeah. No, no, yeah, no. We had we had a fantastic time. The after effects of that night that were entirely my own fault and nobody else's fault for sure. Yeah, but at um, least you lived but, to tell the tale. Yeah, <laughs> just barely, but yeah, I did. I <laughs> I somehow survived. I, I I I baptized that man naked in the 
<laughs> make it in the creek that night, <laughs> that after that evening, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that that's another story for another time, though. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, we can <laughs> we can wrap it up. We've got a lot of the, we got a lot of these good stories. We we won't, we won't give them all away. Yeah, that sounds sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, we'll pick up next week where we left off. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned next week, folks, for the for the naked baptism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right my friend. I'll well, be seeing you. Yeah, be seeing you. Have fun out at Serpent Mound. I intend to. All right, thanks, buddy. Goodbye. Bye bye. All right, there goes Mr. Coons, and uh, as I promised at the start of the show, uh, this is uh, a set next. All about. Narcotics, or at least song titles pertaining to narcotics. So we'll get the uh, ball rolling here, so to speak, with Dick Justice, Cocaine is the song from 1930. Go on, gal, don't take me far no food. I ain't gonna quit your pretty mama while the weather Around your back door. Honey, I don't agree Just as long as you bring me Two and a half a week I've got a girl She works in the white folks yard She brings me meal I swear she brings me love She brings me meal Honey, she brings me love She brings me everything Honey, that a girl can steal Lord of Audeville, circus right of Kingstown They got a stench of looking nice and brown They didn't know it was against the law For the monkeys to stop at a five-cent stone Well, just around the corner, just a minute too late Another one standing at the big back gate I'm simply wild about my good cocaine I stood my corner, hey, hey Here comes Sal with an old old toe Doctor said you couldn't smell no more Lord run the doctor Ring the bell The women in alley I'm simply wild About my good cocaine Furniture man came to my house Once last Sunday morning Asked me was my wife at home Said she long been gone Back to wagging up to my door Took everything I had He carried it back to the furniture store Honey, I did feel sad What in the world has any man got now Messing with the furniture man Got no dough, stand for show Certainly will back you back Take everything from a nursery plate From a skillet to a frying pan If there ever was a devil bought without any harm Must have been a furniture man I hear you, mama Hey, hey Here comes Sal with an old auto Doctor said you couldn't smell no more Lord go, doctor, ring the bell Women in alley I'm simply wild about my good cocaine A lot of babies in the cradle in New Orleans The doctor kept a whip until the baby got me Doctor whip until the baby got so Mama said you couldn't smell no more Lord go, doctor, ring the bell The women in alley I'm simply wild about my good cocaine
I'm simply wild about my good cocaine A story about a country boy Who liked to sing He liked to pick those good guitars and listen to them ring He was doing no so good With his music and his songs Till one night he took a pill And from there he went wrong Nightclubs he played all the time And partied every night a different song, a different woman Beneath those shining lights A pain inside was burning strong From all those many thrills Too many girls, too many parties And too many pills Too many pills to keep them a-going With a chill His insides are burning From too many pills Tonight in the hospital On the other side of town Lies this country musician Who really got around His friends all left him still a party every night They don't really miss him beneath those neon lights His band is out there a plan He's sick as he can be The women, the pills, the whiskey All haunt his memory He turns and he tumbles in a room that he just fills. His insides are fading from too many pills. Too many pills, that's what the doctor said. When early this morning he pronounced him dead.
Trekkie, neemt weer een trekkie. Haar blik wordt chaotisch, ze wiegt wat erotisch. Het roken wordt chronisch, haar geest elektronisch. Ze kijkt wat onlogisch, uit twee vinkeloogisch. Bye. 
and I couldn't get near his shack. A loaded man. I went to see old Doc and I couldn't get near his shack. Yeah, sad. They were creeping through the front door and bobbing right on out the back. I'm telling you, I waited eight long hours just to knock upon his door. I waited eight long hours just to knock upon his door. I came to pay my bill and brought the money for a hundred more. Please go to bed, the sign ain't right 
Your breath is just smelling like a whiskey still If the cops don't get you, the jittlebug will I slipped on out, but I'll come back soon Some jittlebug made me dust my broom I looked on the pillow and got my gun I went back out, I have a little fun It wasn't a big gun, it was just the right size And on the hound was a cold, a four and a five I made one shot, it was late that night One jillbook said the sign ain't right That four five hit him, it's spinning round and round He tried to stand up, but he had to go down Oh yes, I saw him when he dropped I was looking in his face when he blowed his top I'm going on home and smoke my pipe I can't go to bed, the sign ain't right When they had my trial, I know where I was bound I saw the clerk of the coat when he wrote it down I've been there once and I've done ten I believe I've got to go back again I told Lucille if I have to go I'd do just like I done before I'd walk the floor and smoke my pipe I can't go to bed, the sign ain't right Hey, Jay, Rob, smoke my pipe the Signing Right from 1971. Uh, I played that last year, probably around, maybe like, I don't know, late, early spring or something last year. And there's a whole story behind that song. But uh, to give just a couple of interesting details about it, that was the only thing he ever did. He paid for the studio session, had the studio musicians there, like the session musicians. They recorded that song, and he came back once to the manufacturer of the vinyl and got a second pressing done, and that was it. So, pretty mysterious, anyway. Um, and yeah, smoke my pipe. He doesn't exactly say what what was in that pipe, but, you know, it's open to speculation, seeing as how, especially, that was the end of the narcotic set. Um, before that, Macy Skipper Bop Pills from 1956 Sun Records single... Um, what else? Rika Jansen, Marijuana Marie from a self-titled 1971 Imperial release. And that being in Dutch, I don't, I don't really know what the hell she was saying, but I can only assume it's a cautionary tale of sorts. Catch a word or two here or there, uh, you know, mentioning pornography and having to wear... Uh, dark sunglasses, at least the same words in German for dark sunglasses. Uh, Dunkelbrille, I believe it was, and like, things like that. So I'm sure it wasn't in praise of marijuana. I doubt that very much. Um, speaking of cautionary tales, before that, Archie Blue and the Blue Cowboys. Too Many Pills from a 1970 Tonka single, uh, which in the lyrics he, he mentions a warning to musicians. <laughs> Um, Dick Justice, to start, as I mentioned, Cocaine from uh, 1930, put out by Brunswick. 
And I got a few more songs to go. Uh, should be able to get everything in before the end of the show here. At least everything I want to play specifically. So next is Petrillo. The song is Fiasco. This came out in 2007 on metal as a self-released recording by the band. Eran del color de la tristeza 
FSU quarterback will not play in the Peach Bowl because of a family issue. Death in the family is the rumor, Thomas. Ah, certainly is. You got to love that, though, huh?
Pussy Flat, uh, Chemicals is the name of the song that came out on Floundering, which they put out in 2019. Uh, yeah, they're one of the bands I was talking about from Chicago. Uh, also heard Belk with Money. I get a real kick out of that song. They put that out uh, last year as a self-release thing. Then uh, last four Brillantes, their version of Paint It Black. I tried to dig up some info about them online. Couldn't find a thing other than the fact that they existed and you know had some other songs, but not really anything. I couldn't find out what label put that out. Um, so it'll be a mystery. Before that, and to start, uh, Petrillo Fiasco is a song from Metal, put out in 2017. And I'm going to play one more song, end off the show for this week. Uh, Shine Tops. The song is Servant. Comes from their self-titled self-release 2020 EP. Is it an EP? I don't know. I think it is. Let me check. For my own self-satisfaction. I don't really think it matters otherwise, but just to make sure I still retain memory somewhat adequately. Yes, I have five songs, therefore I'll consider it an EP. Uh, thanks for being here this week. I'll have the replay posted soon. I should be back again next Saturday. And yeah, I don't know. Nothing more to say other than that. Thank you and talk to you later. Bye bye.
after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.